Hey, this is Higher Peaks. This podcast is supported by our listeners on Patreon. There you can become a patron with options of bonus content, including behind-the-scenes posts, messages, pics, shorts, raw unedited content, and even full episodes. You can influence future shows, have voting power, get exclusive rewards, and have patron-only giveaways. See full details on our page at patreon.com slash organrooted. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. Welcome to the Dirt Show. I'm Higher Peaks, and this is Lady Sativa. All right, hey, welcome back. Uh, we are doing an episode uh, today. Uh, actually, it's midnight right now. Today, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I like these late ones sometimes, though. So we're doing a special episode because we need to talk about the Southern Oregon fires that we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a sidetrack from the whole you know cannabis thing, which we're going to talk stuff about, but. I think people need to know our side of it, what's going on and Mm -hmm. like the local information versus what people are seeing on the news. Right. So we'll talk about that. I want to do some house cleaning real quick. Episode 77, episode 77 with second gen JD. Uh, Apparently you caught this when you're doing YouTube, but I cut off like five minutes of the ending. (laughs) <laughs> whatever i i, I just n- didn't have the end of it <laughs> the numbers didn't do bad and and i didn't get any emails from listeners so i guess no one really cared well not cared but they probably thought it was just me screwing up i guess <laughs> it's like oh shit <laughs> but but i did fix that since you caught that so i fixed that and that's fixed so if you want to go back and listen to like five six minutes i mean it's there now it sounds <laughs> sounds I, complete <laughs> yeah i did do it um should right. be fine. Okay. And just to add to this house cleaning bullshit, you got me high <laughs> on a dab and all on this last episode on 80. That was fun. With Curious About Cannabis. And you can hear it right off the bat when that I come is, in. This is like a dirt show. <laughs> Sounded like I was a half rack deep and it was just 100 milligrams of some of that adabinol from 110. Dirty Arm. Here's the deal. We have not been doing a lot of edibles the last Mm-mm. few months. After that daff, I was I was knocked down for two days. Like I was, I was, I couldn't wake up for two days. Like I just walked around like a zombie. And so I'm, it was pretty I'm gonna be careful. You definitely pushed the other one away and said you didn't want it. So I ended up taking it. Well, and I just, I think I need to build my tolerance up again before I start hitting it hard. Cause it wasn't fun being tired for two days. <laughs> like I'd taken a sleeping pill that didn't wear off for two days. Right. Go daft. So, and then I do have to bring up, we have two uh, new or two newest Patreon members, patrons. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm Hell very yeah. proud of that. Thank you very much. It's Michael Spangler and Jeff and Jenny Harper. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, so the two, two new patrons, 
Uh, Michael's actually an influencer. Two dudes, is that what you were going to (laughs) say? Michael's on the influencer tier, which is cool. He's going to have some say. He's going to have some voting power on things that we we ask and do uh, and have some input. So he's a smart guy. We've actually shared emails back and forth and, you know, he's smart. Uh, We've read one of his emails on the the show before. And he's actually at some point decided, said he wants to move down to at least Southern Oregon. I don't know where, but somewhere down here, he's up in Lebanon and um, says the politics up there is still kind of not fun for his municipality, for the city he's in. So he wants to come down, but we appreciate you, uh, Michael and Jeff and Jenny. We've and known them Jeff for quite Jenny. a while, quite a while too. They're great people. Yeah, they are. We love you. We love you guys. So we appreciate it. And, uh, we, we appreciate the patrons. Uh, they are now keeping us afloat with everything, but especially with the show, like that little baby floater that goes around your neck. Yes. Thanks guys. <laughs> uh, we are able to keep moving the, show forward even in the midst of all the stuff that's going on in southern oregon and i'm sure a lot of people have seen it which we'll get into about the fires but right now is a tough time not just with covid but with the fires <laughs> now and stuff. add more and so we appreciate the fact that we've had these patrons come on recently because you know i'm sure on their end there it's not like they're rich with the covid right you know and so all this is really great we really appreciate it absolutely and it will keep you know those funds will keep the show going yeah, even through this bullshit right <laughs> so you might be on the street but we'll just like record you know in a garbage can so line stuff. it line it with some insulation and <laughs> we'll fit in there we'll start a little fire a little tin can all right so right now as far as the garden let's talk about that real quick we just got finally got the greenhouse up this year yeah right before the rain hits and and that's that the thing should be tomorrow that's the thing i'm 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 okay with that i'm okay the plants being out in the sun all year i just don't want water to hit them mm-hmm. i mean my sprayer i don't really count that as water just because it's it's a mist it's not like being pounded by well, a right. storm now we really don't want water to hit him we have ash on him well yeah and so there's a lot of ash on them and the thing okay so a lot of this is going around people saying that you know okay so ash and water mix turns to lie which in the simplest sense of a description or whatever it does it really does but uh if you do a little bit more research to to get that lie you have to let the ash sit in the water and it'll separate the ash will sink the lye will float and then you skim that off so there's some stuff that goes on there that that takes a lot more science than just water and ash yeah so if i mean you want to be careful when you're washing stuff off like you know if you're gonna wash if you got a lot of ash in your car which around make here make sure it's, to wash wash it. yeah wash it with soap, soap and, and water. water yeah and your plants you know i don't i don't take my advice on this I don't see it hurting plants if it's not too ashy um, because you're not really letting the water sit on anything. Mm -hmm. What I would recommend is blowing them off first, you know, taking a blower to them. No, no, not with your mouth. (laughs) Get a blower, (laughs) blow them off and then move forward. Uh, I, I would be careful of maybe it, if you got a lot of ash on this, on your soil, maybe that it might, affect the ph because uh lye or ash itself is pretty it's high ph it's like eight nine Mm -hmm. so therefore it being the lie right so uh just be careful of that but i I, like i said unless it's a lot of ash and you can't blow it off i don't think it should be too much of a problem um i blew mine off with a blower and we put those under 
undercover under mm -hmm. the greenhouse. So we're good now. The ash can still get in. There's going to be circulation, but not not like just being out in the air. Not yeah, not just settling on it like it has on everything else <laughs> around here. Oh, it's so bad. It's like a volcano went off. Um, and I said we'll get to that. But uh, as far as as far as being in the greenhouse, though, I think now after we've blown them off and they're covered, I'll be able to spray them and get whatever stuff still on them because i really don't want that stuff getting in the buds like i don't want the ash mm -mm. just chilling there no i don't either i don't think it's healthy and I even don't, though we have had we've gone through a summer of this before but not this bad well that and honestly if it does get trapped in the buds and stuff i don't see it necessarily being too much of a health a health issue but i see it changing the flavor mm -hmm. especially if we concentrate it or make bubble hash or whatever so that's my concern, but yeah. I want to get that off. And then since they're covered, I don't think it'll be an issue after that. Right. We are down to the point though, where we can't spray on half the plants because they're going to be ready in two to three weeks. So yep. we're done with half of them. The other one, I can maybe get one more spray in and then they're done. Yeah. So, and now we also coming into the cooler weather. And so, and then the rains, so we got uh, storms coming up here uh, tomorrow. Actually tomorrow afternoon is when it's supposed to start. And it only Which calls reminds or, me we need to cover stuff yeah our other stuff and yeah sure yeah. uh but we got the rains coming and the cooler weather and so mold will become an issue come october november that's typical mm -hmm. this year though i sprayed once with bt and been treating as everybody has heard me say over and over and over with the biocontrol by by uh mammoth mm -hmm. no bugs no mold no mildew no pm they look amazing no botrytis uh no uh, no uh rust um so it's been awesome mm -hmm. i did just to make sure did that one treatment of bt because we have caterpillars thrips and caterpillars around here are like standard mm -hmm. we've had them every year they're, they're just like expected but this year not so hopefully between <laughs> right <laughs> hopefully between the biocontrol and the bt spray once i we we might be just get away with no freaking moldy weed right because if you don't know, uh, like for beginners, caterpillars don't really affect anything other than they'll crawl in and make a home of your butt. Shit. They'll shit all over right where they sleep. <laughs> they don't and give just a shit. In a little shit. circle, just they shit and they don't give a shit and then they shit some more. Yeah, you peel that bud back. And it's all mold. Yeah, well, you peel that bud back and you see these little tiny little white or white black. black specks. Yeah. And the mold just comes right out from there. And so people, a lot of times will mistake botrytis or or bud mold for for caterpillars and vice versa mm -hmm. uh there is both i've seen both it looks the same it looks the same it's mold it's just one has come from mold in the air and one's come from mold from shit so we had some flower that came in that looked like that moldy oh my god in the store? it was the worst fucking shit ever like seriously there was two different strains i don't even remember and i won't even blast out who it is but they brought in two different things and i walk in shortly after because you know Shortly after they came, dropped it off. And I'm just like, Megan, what the fuck is that? I'm like, is that a moldy nug? Like I didn't, I, I was from like me to you distance and I could tell it was mold. And then I get closer. I'm like, oh shit, Megan. I'm like, that's not even, I'm like, that's not just brown mold. That's black mold. Sure. Like I found black mold. And then I went to the next bag and the, all the nugs in the bag were covered in mold. And I'm like, who the fuck brings this as a sample? Like this was just a sample. This was a sample. They were trying to show a sample weed of what they wanted to bring into our store. Their quality control Who the sucks. Fuck do you think we are? <laughs> yeah. Their quality control sucks. Yeah. It's a good thing. You didn't buy pounds of this. And then uh, that's why we don't do it for that very reason yeah. is we 
so always you always have, have samples new farms we like if they want to bring in new stuff to us we tell them they have to give us samples even if it's just enough for megan and ron they have to bring samples or else we won't bring their stuff in. we don't just go by look we yeah. don't just go by smell we have to know that your flavor stands up behind that smell sure because otherwise what's the point we've had a lot of stuff that smells real good and tastes real shitty <laughs> yeah or looks real nice and smells real nice and then is real shitty it's yeah like, sure it's not worth it and it's especially as much as flower costs these days no yeah it's not and i want to stay away from it too i mean this year we got we got it we, you know we made it through the whole season except for this real recent we got those easterly winds mm -hmm. there's a name for them as san santa Ana winds or something but it comes across from the midwest or whatever and or down south not down south because it's an easterly wind <laughs> anyway when it comes in it can last a few days and it did and we're talking you know jb was getting 60 plus mile an hour winds out there we're kind of protected because we're in a valley but also we got structure around us and mm -hmm. so that helps but still it affected us you know it took out a major branch of the plum choco i mean like, but it's still up and not well, dead it, but okay he didn't even let me surprise him with that you just <sighs> jumped in We'll so, cut that. <laughs> well, no. So I walk out there with the, and I see this whole branch. I'm talking this branch is like a, a half the third, plant. <laughs> no, at least a third of the plant because this branch feeds like several other branches. And I, I just, all I could do is grab that, you know, that wire, foam wire stuff. It's really cool stuff. I just grabbed the rest of that roll and I literally made like a freaking <laughs> seven inch splint on that bad boy and it's made it. Yeah. Thankfully, because that would have been a big loss. And it's funny because every year, outdoor growers, I'm, I mean, that's just one thing you expect. Just branches breaking. That's no matter how. I mean, yeah, you can trellis the shit out of it. But JB had those winds and he got some broken branches. Mm -hmm. So and I his mean, are trellised. And his are trellised the fuck out of. So no matter what you do, you always run the risk of those things. Of course, that's the beauty of gardening. Um, but I just count on it. Just not a whole fucking half a plant. Right. You know, and, so, uh, the other one, like the, the wedding cake, some of those arms branches are like turned upside down. Like they're, they're growing fine. They didn't break, but the buds are now pointed downwards. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> there's, there's another one, um, that's across from the Skittles. That's also like that. Yes. Like yes. all of the cage is pushed this way and all the branches are sticking way out. So it's like the branches are sagging, but they're not breaking. Like we should probably put something to keep them up since they are pretty we're gonna big branches. To start, we're going to have to start supporting with some trellis now. Yeah. Get, our, get some uh, get some netting for sure. Uh, but they're doing fine. You know, I think a lot of that is I use silica through veg, you know, like once, just not even that much, once every couple of weeks and I just use a little bit of silica and I could be wrong, but. They seem to hold up with the wind and stuff. Yeah, they held up pretty good. Barely got that plum chaco underneath that that greenhouse, though. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's reaching for the dam. We had to put it in the center where the peak is because it's reaching for the stars. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was getting nervous when I was moving around because I'm like, shit, like you can see, this is like an eight foot plant <laughs> just sitting up above the fence line, just waving in the breeze. And like, Hi! <laughs> nugs all flopping. They're big nugs. It's going to be big. It's going to be a nice plant. Smells real grapey. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the people are smelling out there. The team that's growing our genetics. I don't know. They haven't reported back on their flavors yet, but it is pretty grapey. There's a lot of phenos with that plum chaco. We got a green one out there that's behind the purple one that we got. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's crazy. Now those winds also lead into the fire too. 
Oh, sure, sure. Uh, before we go to that, though, one last <laughs> thing is that Greenhouse just want to let people know. We've talked about this in past episodes, too. Now, I just want to mention, though, it does not take a lot of money to make these greenhouses. I mean, you can get fancy as you want to get and spend hundreds of dollars, but I've never operated on large budgets. <laughs> right. So what we did, this is like five years ago, is we found a car frame on sale. Mm-hmm. And it actually came with the top and everything, too. But we just got rid of that or just put that aside. And this is a 10 by 20 car frame. Got it for, what, 80 bucks? Uh, like 85, yeah. And then you take the balance of that, can you know, as far as uh, like the paracord and just the plastic. It's just slightly over. Got to throw this out there. We did get a really good price on that. Those things frame? are normally about 150 130 to 150 we got if a you really keep... <laughs> good price at Bymark for that well i'm not saying that you shouldn't shop around yeah shop around because we found it for a really fucking good price at but Bimart you have a lot of 80 time bucks. yeah generally greenhouses are going to be operated from spring to fall mostly okay mm-hmm. um unless you get fancy ones that are insulated or fancy ones that you're going to put in some you know some fans and some heating and some dehume and stuff like that so we don't do that so it's spring to fall and spring to fall you don't have to i mean you can shop around during your off season right so mm-hmm. we're coming into winter so shop around all winter for them you should be able to find them, especially that time of year on sale well that time of year too because they do that's when they mostly sell those carports yeah. will sell for that you know because yeah. they want you to be able to cover your car during the winter time sure then take some i would recommend paracord because just because it's got some firmness and it won't really stretch mm-hmm. um you can get static or or dynamic and you just get static paracord and it won't stretch and so then you just run a couple lengths of paracord on both the roof both sides of the roof and both sides each walls and then you can run six mil plastic over it Mm -hmm. and secure it how you want whether it's gorilla tape or you can go real nice and get the pvc clamps that they make the little it looks like a pvc tube that's been cut in a third and you can just clip that right over the the bar itself or the pvc and that holds the plastic we should get some of that yeah uh and then it's done so for like 105 110 bucks on that we got that set up and then the frame mm-hmm. has lasted five years yeah so every year it costs us 30 i would bucks. say 40 bucks because of the tape too yeah or because the tape is not cheap we do get the uh, we do get the um really good all what is that all weather gorilla Mm -hmm. tape that Mm -hmm. hold you know Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. what fucking works well but we tried using the other kind and we saw how that worked (laughs) i mean yeah you definitely if you want to go cheap then that's what you can do but if you can get the pvc the the cut tubing um that works the best Mm -hmm. and that's what most big farms use on their good um their hoop houses and that's essentially what you're making is a hoop house it's yeah. just it's a larger hoop house and a 10 by 20 fits real well in a good size not good size but average backyard and uh it does real good i mean mm-hmm. it, it's it's perfect you can set up a drip system and you're good to go hell yeah so with that said let's get into i keep stalling but we need to talk about what's going on here southern oregon out of the blue pretty much just started itself on fire i guess you'd say yeah, they they claim that they don't know what started the fire. Um, there's so many fires that have been going that there's going to be a lot that weren't arson and there's going to be a lot that were. Mm-hmm. Some the of them sift, were started from other fires that were yeah, already, that's you thing. know, and so, heavy, heavy winds. So to sift through that, I think, is going to take a long time to get the actual real numbers. Yeah. But bottom line is there's so many going 
just statistically speaking, some are going to be ours and some aren't. We aren't sure positively how this one in Southern Oregon did start. They're not 100% positive of how that one did start because it was. It was it was in a very random spot. We have not had lightning. They, you know, they, there was no reports of anything like um, fireworks or anything going off. So they're not 100% sure how the one on Almeida started that, you know. They do know where at the point it did ignite that mm-hmm. there's a dead body. Yes. That easily. Here's a deal, though. This is all basically stemming from the bike trail. Yes. Our bike Green, trail, the Greenway, Greenway, called the Greenway. It's a bike trail that runs from Ashland to basically past Central Point. Mm-hmm. Almost a few almost years ago. A few years ago, there was a plan to extend that to Grants Pass, Grants Pass which I think it, it might eventually get there. The problem with this bike path and all bike paths is really is it becomes a place for homeless people mm-hmm. and a place for drugs. Yep. We've already had heads chopped off. <laughs> That's the other thing, too, is it, just because we're some 150,000, 175,000 population city, which is not that big looking at a, a big city. Mm-hmm. We, we have big city murders on that fucking bike path some with weird samurai, shit samurai swords cutting people's heads off, stuff like that. We've had several rapes. And this goes back to the 70s and 60s and stuff yeah. like that. Before, we had a lot of brush that was there, which really contributed to all that d- stuff. And mm-hmm. and. Now it's all, especially now with all the fires, it's all cleared out. But even then we still get homeless camps and yes. a lot of drugs. And so there's nonetheless, there's a lot of, if they're homeless and they're staying down in this brush and by the river and stuff, they're going to make campfires and stuff. There's always high risks of starting fires on the trail, especially yes. in summer. Bottom line is what I was getting at is they think that the dead body they found was probably a homeless person or someone that was sleeping or drunk or whatever. And They're not got, sure if that person had something to do with the fire. They don't. Or, yeah. So all that is going to have to take sifting through and time to get that real shit figured out. A lot of people are spreading rumors about groups of arsons. A lot of people are spreading rumors about a lot of things about Antifa, it. Antifa, all of it. It's We're not 100% sure. No. No, nobody knows for we sure. Do know. But there is a lot of people that have been busted for arson <laughs> yes. and really suspicious behavior, yes. such as uh, there has been people caught up in 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 Eugene for arson. Like right. a guy was seen lighting two different fires and then chased down by a car and then arrested for starting them up in Eugene. Um, there is a lot of different things that have been happening. But if anybody has seen the entire West Coast is on fire. So you can't say that all these are started by arson. That's what I'm getting at is. So yeah. it, it just, I, I don't It's the pro, it, Here's the it's problem. Sifting through. Exactly. Yeah. There's so much going on. So I don't want to add to those rumors is what no, I'm saying to exactly. you. Is I want to just say, this is what's going on. I don't know officially how they all started. I'm going to say though, like I said, statistically speaking, there's going to be some that weren't arson. There's going to be some that are. I also think there's this, mentality the the mob mentality that people talk about where people that are already inclined to be arsonists and you get all these fires going it probably gets them going Mm -hmm. they probably want to get included they probably want to be a part of it yeah this is speculation anyways the fire let's go back to the fire uh started last week on tuesday Mm -hmm. um all i remember like me quickly all i remember is that uh a customer came in. It was my nail lady's husband had told me that they had seen a fire, that smoke was coming up and I didn't, I, you know, didn't think anything of it. They said it was over. It seemed like it was over by Burger King in Ashland at the first exit. Um, 
then I go outside with him to go say hi to my nail lady. And as soon as I look up, I see there is a huge amount of smoke. I turn around and I do notice that Sean from over at Rogue Farmers is gone. He had gotten word that the trailer park was literally getting engulfed, was getting engulfed within five minutes of him getting his his wife and um, his one of his felines out, one of his cats out. The house was on fire mm-hmm. like um, that is where they did find one of the bodies was two houses away from mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. five minutes away from him getting his stuff out. Well. We I went back inside and when I went back inside, I don't know if I told you this all the power was out and I walked in and I looked at Megan and I looked at Ron. I said, why'd you guys turn all the power out? Why is there all, why is all the lights out? And they're like, yeah, Sarah, we did this just to fuck with you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but no, really, did you guys see the fire? Right. And, and so it's like, we all got really serious really quick. And um, we had realized that Sean was gone and what was going on. And so we had, um, we started getting word of what was going on. All these cars were driving by and we realized how big the fire was. We ended up getting it out of there within a mile to two miles of it being there. But it just, everything went up so fast, Mm -hmm. especially it went through that trailer park within like 20 minutes of it starting. And that was like the kennelin that really started that fire. And then it went from there. And like you were saying all along that bike path is all dry, all tender, you know, you know, it's just easy, dry wood. Mm-hmm. And we had such high storm or high wind that day that it was like you could see it blown through the valley, like straight up blown through Ashland, Talent. It went through Talent so fast, like I, I, I can't even believe it. It ended up taking out half the store. Um, well, not half our store, but half the building of the store. Um, next door, there used to be um, welders. He had propane tanks that was inside. And they ended up um, getting really hot and leaking into the into our building. And I think that this may have been what really demolished our building. I don't know if that propane would have been in there. You know, if it was still in there, I don't know if it would have had gone up as much. Because, yes, we did have a building that was really flammable right next to us. But all the stuff that was in the front, the front windows got blown out because propane tanks had leaked into our our shop as well as um, as well as the the welder's shop next door but you know malcolm was no longer alive so it's like their stuff was just there so it melted the cement it blew out our front windows and then it just it just kept going from there it it would take out buildings right next to each other went all the way into phoenix and into medford so uh it did start out there i think and it did move i think that the mobile home parks they got hit so hard, I think, because it's like tinder for the it, fire. Seriously, there was nothing left. Like you had frames. So there's a lot of melted metal when you were when we got fairly close to the store. So just so we're clear, T- T- Talent Health Club is destroyed. It's gone. So you're essentially not working there now. There's we're gonna find out Friday all the details. And we'll keep people updated, but. At this point, it's gone. We'll be back for sure. Right. When we were, when you were standing there talking to your boss, though, I was looking around and there was like melted, big puddles of melted metal. Aluminum, right? Like Probably. From, yeah. Because it, it looked a lot like of it was cars. from rims. Well, yeah, there was a lot, a lot of vehicles that got taken up along with buildings and it's whatever aluminum. I just, it melt. It was really weird to see these big puddles of just yeah. metal. It looked like something out of Terminator, you know? Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, so bottom line is it took out talent, 
Phoenix for sure took both uh, destroyed them. And then also parts of central, well, South Medford over to Griffin Creek. It went over to like, it got San Georgia States. It yeah. got some of them as well. Uh, and, and that then, was into Medford. And then uh, a few other fires got parts of Central Point and then all of Shady Cove got have, evacuated. I know that a trail just, I, I don't know if they're still on fire out there in trail and in Eagle Point area. I don't know if there are not, but that was one of the larger areas. So and wasn't there one towards Butte Falls as well? I don't know. But, well, they're separate. all the way up the state. I'm just yeah. talking about our local area. So Shady Cove, Eagle Point, Central Point, um, and then from Central Point all the way through. So exit 30 to exit 33 was all destroyed by the fire, basically, mm -hmm. um, except for, you know, a good portion of Medford. So we're like four blocks from evacuation level two. And there's, I think, a very sliver of three left. But people that lived in Phoenix and Talent can get permission or whatever. You have to be on a call list right now. And in fact, if you want to enter in at all, you have to be on a call list. You have to call, put your name on there. And I think a sheriff brings you to like we escort, have, yeah, what, what do we have right now? We have um, the National Guard. National Guard. We have it. National Guard mm -hmm. actually at the entrance of Phoenix. And I think at every place to get into Phoenix, there is one on in there. And I think on the other side as well. So you cannot enter in those two towns right now. No. <laughs> I think they just turned the water back on and, and talent. Right. After this many days, they just turned the water I back on. I still wouldn't drink that shit. Well, they did say you don't have to boil it anymore. Oh, cool. Yes. That was one of the first things. They said you don't have to boil it anymore. They said to flush your toilet 15 to 16 times <laughs> just to flush everything yeah, out. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, and I wonder, like, the National Guard's probably getting really fucking tired of Oregon. I know. <laughs> Between Portland, Portland and now us, they're like, look, guys, we're done being here. Mm -hmm. Fuck your state. Well, now they can't even breathe. It's hazardous i know, I know. so uh, i don't know i all i know is this you know just when people i'm talking around the 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 west coast just when they thought that things couldn't get worse they officially have people were really worried about wearing masks for the covid and having all this issue and i'm not going to wear a mask and now you fucking have to yeah if yeah, you want to be breathe. outside yeah uh, in fact i get a migraine going out there even with a mask i, I wear it the second I fucking get out of the car or, but I have, you know, I have chronic migraines anyways. It's gotten a hair better, but I can say this being lived here all my life, being through many, many Augusts of forest fires, because that seems to be a common thing here. Never I've been. never seen it this bad. I've never, I've never had it. This, I've never had a fire this close, even living up on Sardine Creek when we had the fire that was, you know, it was, it was pretty scary, especially it really looked like I have so many people that lost their homes. We've known so many. It is such it's it's really, really sad, but it is amazing to see our community getting together mm -hmm. and doing what they have and doing what they are doing for everybody else. Like there are so many fundraisers or GoFundMe's going on right now. There's so many auctions going on for not just businesses. Uh, not just homes, it's for everything. It's for all, all as a community. They're trying to make it so it's all together. And and yes, sometimes it is the cannabis community for the you know the other cannabis community, but either way, it's for everybody. Like we've got a whole set of people that are, you know, diapers and, and food and everything. We saw a guy outside of Winco getting a whole bunch of baby food to bring and and donate. It's really awesome to see that part though. It brings the community together right now.
So going back to the loss, so people understand what you're meaning by that, is there, as far as I understand, there's 2,350 homes that have been destroyed. 2,350, I guess that sounded wrong. <laughs> and then 600 plus businesses. So it's around 3,000 total losses, mm-hmm. structural losses at this point. So with what you're saying, and I, I wanted to mention this to, to back up what you're saying, and that is the business community outside of the cannabis community those people seem to be donating to the red cross they're, mm-hmm. they're donating to these big organizations and that's all fine and dandy i'm not saying don't donate money right but here's the deal these places take their own cuts yes they do don't think don't think that they as a nonprofit, even aren't taking money to pay for bills to pay for employees yep they are maybe not making profit but they are paying shit out of that money yes they are and so (laughs) not a very large percentage of your money goes to the actual cause what we're seeing in our community here which is awesome is that the cannabis community has stepped up to help everyone Mm -hmm. and a hundred percent of all these of everything that are collecting money are going back to these people Mm -hmm. and being pretty you know us living in the area and knowing everybody and stuff you know the people that are actually helping like 80 percent of them are cannabis people almost almost more than that (laughs) between the farms allowing or not even allowing but between the farms having the ability to offer their irrigation water yeah their their lakes and ponds to to put the fires yeah uh all the way down to extractors collecting money for this issue 100 percent of it goes i mean i can count like five people i know personally that are holding these uh donation programs and 100 percent donations are going out and they're in the tens of thousands of dollars it's amazing over and over and over and over and so that is really good to see because that is really given back they're not paying employees. It's all free volunteer work. And these are major players in the cannabis, you know, just we've got glass blowers doing auctions and all of it's going right. towards it. They're not even pocketing the money for themselves. And these pieces that they are selling are nothing cheap. Yeah. And we've got major players that are setting up things in the middle of town where yep. you go and you can just pick whatever you need, clothes, food, diapers, which we've had to have help with, you know, um, just anything you can think of and you don't have to do nothing but just go do it and the food is amazing like you can just you can go about every there's probably five main spots in town that you can get fucking bomb ass meals mm-hmm. if you've been affected by the fires let's do uh, what was that uh fat kid food co yeah i mean was making at least six it. i think it was 600 meals a day every day every day mm-hmm. out at the expo mm-hmm. Yeah. For the people that yeah. have been evacuated yeah. and they don't, they can't go to their homes, or people who have lost their homes, this mm. is where they have to be. Yeah. We actually have the um, the Josephine County Expo, I believe, and the Jackson County Expo mm-hmm. with with people that have been that have lost their homes and have been evacuated. It's been it's really awesome to see, and it's all these people. Like I said, more than I, I swear, more than eighty percent of it has been cannabis people. I, I swear it's at least ninety. Yeah, everything else locally. Yeah, it's local, like. I, I have seen actually even people from West Bend, you know, Margie, Mama mm-hmm. Marge, she ended up losing her home. She was in Central Point or not in Central Point. I'm sorry. She was in Phoenix. So she ended up losing her home. 
every person that I know gave her money personally because they didn't even want to go through a GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, right. no, I would rather give you the money myself rather yeah. than going through this. Yeah. Which is awesome that they would just rather just take their own money and be like, here, take it, please. You need it. Yeah. I mean, even JB or, yeah. or Organarchist. He's been, <laughs> he's been auctioning seeds, 200 a pack, getting it and then giving it to families. It's just, I'm really glad to see that. And if you are local and you listen to us, consider those donations to go to those types of people that are collecting the money. Don't give it, and don't take this the wrong way, but don't give it to the big, big places. But don't. You know, so, because we're on. not going to see we're that. We're in Oregon. We're all more go local anyways. Why would you want to go through a big organization? Yeah, when, that's the thing. When if you buy local. All they're going to do is pocket your shit anyways. If you're gonna, we if, all know this. If you're going <laughs> to sell and buy local and do the whole local thing, we might as well also. Donate char- local. Char- charity should be local too. And you know what? The people so, who do listen to us and who are doing this, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been amazing. And you know what? It's really, it It brings a lot of light in all this. And we all will rebuild and we will make it through this because mm-hmm. we are all here together as a whole. Well, and I don't think the cannabis community is going to let the cannabis community fall. No. Like they're helping everybody. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying as a backbone, I think that. Come on, know. everybody that has been displaced from our, you know, from um, mm-hmm. work. Like uh, there's 10 of us at at, at at Talent Health Club mm-hmm. that are now out of work. And we have had six different farms offer us jobs. Right. Right now, I, I have to get my girls in school and I have poison oak yeah. is why I haven't started, <laughs> is why I haven't started anywhere. Um, it's okay. But the, the bottom line is we've had, you know. We have uh, the offers and it's amazing mm-hmm. to know that all this is open for us. And yeah. um, it's just, it's awesome. It's It means a lot to all of us. Yes. And we've had, I've had, because I know you've been busy, but I've had several listeners and farms reach out to us to find out if we're okay 27 farms reached out um you know just uh shout out to them but uh lots and lots of listeners at least the base crew definitely reached out i just talked to far out i just talked to thor Mm -hmm. what last night (laughs) that was pretty nice he's kicking ass i'm glad he called man he's killing it he's doing his thing he's happy um really glad i talked to him so and he's going to come back on for another episode he's going to come through Oregon here on his way to um, moving to Nevada, mm-hmm. but he's going to run through here with his woman, I believe, which will be cool. We'll, we'll hang out with them, maybe do some, do some Sid, right? Uh, show him what Oregon's window panes about. But I do got to say for anybody who is out of state or who is out of, you know, the United States, instead of listening to all this rumors of what's going on in the state, just ask somebody that lives there. Just just ask somebody that lives yeah. here because you know what? There is so much fake news. It's like I got into a little tiff with somebody on Oregon Archist's page mm. uh, because she wanted to say that basically if you're an Oregonian and believe that this was all started from arson, not all started, it, that any of the fires were started from arson, then we're stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, and not only that, here's the deal. I just talked about this with Jason exactly. on this last episode. The quote at the first of episode 80, this last one, it tells it all. And that is, we're in a situation in the country where we're fed a lot of propaganda and rhetoric. And it's allowed this situation to where people can introduce these, you know, um, stories, these narratives that easily are stuck in there. And it just snowballs into a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. So just be aware of that. Because we do. Like, I was just looking at our numbers. Shout out to Australia and Canada coming hard. Oh, yeah. Australia, like, you guys just keep growing for us. And I don't know. I guess we're doing something right. But <laughs> but I'll tell you, 
I'd love to come to Australia someday. Just go to just just talk for me. I want to hear accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to go down and see what it's like. Like you guys got some scary ass freaking animals down there. Oh, they got some spiders cool animals. and snakes and okay, shit. Okay, now you're talking dirty. Stop it. <laughs> I want to see the animals, not the nasty critters. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be a great place to go. But I heard that that plane flight is brutal. It's like a 12 or 13 hour plane flight or something. Well, shit. right now, fuck any sort of plane flight. <laughs> <laughs> But no, we really appreciate you guys for listening because like I said, the numbers just keep going up on Australia. So I don't, yeah. maybe someone's telling someone down there and if you are, we appreciate it. You can keep it up. Same with Canada. Really is killing it. So we love you it's all. your dad up there talking. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is the current status. We Yes, we did burn down. Yes, we're still kind of burning. Things are getting under control. But thankfully the one in, in out there is 100% contained. I will tell you this. I think all the local, local fires are contained, like in-town fires. Yeah. The only fire that's really up and burning that's really close right now is that is that Shady Cove fire. Yeah. And that yeah. one's still going. Sure, it was a big one. It and was he, a really big one. And there's one. a lot of stuff up north still going. There yeah. is a lot of stuff up north, unfortunately. I, w I also want to clear this up. You know, there's a lot of speculation, especially from other people from other places like way back east and politicians and stuff saying that climate change is affecting all this. And I'm not here to <laughs> listen. No, listen, I'm not here to debate climate change. That's not the conversation. What I'm telling you is living here for the last 45 years. Clear cutting needs to fucking happen. Is that we have gone so far away from cutting lumber and organ and let me tell you we are fucking full of trees okay we've got full plenty. Trees. please take some okay so back in like the 80s we replant right well back in the 80s we had this big environmental thing kick in like everywhere and it also brought up this spotted owl issue which literally closed down hundreds of mills in the state it killed the economy for these loggers and stuff and we haven't done anything since, right? We have a handful of mills that do all the work, not a lot of clear cutting. And I'm not saying clear cutting is the answer either. All I'm saying is we need forest fucking management. Yes, we need the undercutting. We need all the underbrush taken dead out. Shit. All that dead shit, all that dry shit. Get it cleared out because you know what? <laughs> the animals suffer so much fucking worse That's from fire here, and flames. Here. And you know what? You think those animals could get the fuck away from well, the fire these right. days? Well, here's the deal. So that's the thing. You, it you know, went up in flames in seconds. There's are okay. There's so there's arguments that it's going to affect it, the environment in those ways with animals and stuff like that. But the fact is, is this is right now. Mother nature is already showing us what the fuck that is. Mother wrong. nature doesn't even give a fuck about the humans or no, the houses. And when way. you're burning a whole state down, it, it won't matter if you're trying to save a species. It's already getting destroyed by fucking mother nature. So my my point is, without arguing about climate or any of that bullshit, is we just need better forest management on the whole West Coast. Yeah, yeah. And and we could use well, that. Any place that any place that has forests like that and well, it's starting yes, to get built up. Exactly. And do and, yourselves a favor. And that that will only lend itself to the economy and and stuff and we honestly and there's going to be arguments to this but bottom line i would rather see that material being used for whatever than it just burning up burning animals burning the countryside burning homes because we didn't do nothing with it mm -hmm. now yeah. whether it's arsons or not if it is arsons so what they got a lot of fucking tender <laughs> if, if it's not arsons and i do gotta say won't this open up so much more jobs like thing is every year all we focus on is the fires coming the fires mm -hmm. coming 
How are we going to contain it? How are we going to control it? How are we going to handle it beforehand? Why well, don't we prevent it? That's what I'm saying. It? We need to start doing that stuff. Smokey the bear yeah. taught us what? Yeah, only you can prevent Only you can. Pre- yes, there we go. Come on, we've been taught it for years. <laughs> well, and we're not going to prevent the fires from happening. We're just going to prevent them from being like this. Yeah. What scares me is like we could have easily been somewhere that that would have affected us. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine being homeless right now. I, my heart I can't goes imagine out to everybody living like out of a car with basically at, at minimum three kids at all times out Come of on, a car. Come on, I've already been an emotional wreck. Let's not talk about how. <laughs> a dog, two cats. It, so this goes back to appreciation though. We appreciate the people that have contributed to us. We do appreciate the patrons that are helping us because it does help. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have a job right now. So. Yes, yes, but I'm just saying so, but that, that money does go to the podcast and it will it will continue to allow us to do this. Like I said, even if we have to do it in the dumpster. Yep, but still keep it us afloat. All right, so that's a little short. We're gonna come back. I do have, you know, one of the things that I did miss, but I wanna talk about was IPM. We, uh, we haven't talked much about it. I do talk about the biocontrol and it's been doing great and everything, but there's a lot of different ways to have IPM. I found someone that's a freaking genius at IPM and he's gonna be a special guest coming up here in a week or so. I want to prepare people for that because we're going to have a real in-depth conversation. I'm going to try to make two parts to the interview. One part you can catch as a listener, and then I'm going to put the second part on Patreon. If you want to catch a second part, you can you can sign up there and listen to it. Nice. But this guy's legit. So I'm going to pick his brain for the IPMs. Hell yeah. Um, and I would tell you who it is, but you know, every time I do that, what happens? Let's some shit happens. Suspense. Yeah. Well, not only that, but then some shit happens and they don't come on. Every time I say something, if I don't say nothing, then just come on. So, all right, that's it. We appreciate it. We will catch you soon. Thank you for all the support. Thank you. And I'm just, I'm glad that we have the community we do here. Yeah, me right? too. I'm blessed. So, Oregon love. Oregon love. Stay rooted, people. Stay rooted. I'm Higher Peaks, and you've just listened to The Dirt Show. If you like this episode, please like, share, comment, and go to organrooted.com where you can subscribe to us on your favorite platform like iTunes, Pandora, or Spotify. Also check us out on our YouTube for videos and IG, Facebook, and Twitter for all our updates. Thank you for listening.